emotionally, but you know, logic wise, I mean, it's insane. And it was like, damn, that's that's kind of fucked up and weird. But the movie, yeah, movie just really unabashedly, it's like, no, no, this is 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 cute. Like, why would you even? Why would it ever cross your mind that that could be inappropriate in some way? Like. Everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host, the most Sanda Bomb. And of course, with me every week is Danny. Hello, hello. Nick. Are you happy, Sam? <laughs> and a uh, special guest with us this week for this review Kamikaze Dan from Otaku Host Club Podcast, once again. Hello. I'm here to advocate on behalf of the absolute masterpiece, <laughs> how, how uh, Sing a Bit of Harmony. Because people will not recognize that this is top three anime movies of our lifetime. Top three anime movies. <laughs> dude, I love okay. the bold claims. I love it. Dude, I love it, dude. I love it. Because that's why I'm I'm here. I'm I'm on tour. Anytime this movie comes up in conversation, I got a uh, Kool-Aid man straight through the wall <laughs> to say, Hey, you're right. Yeah. That really is a great movie. Let me tell you why. <laughs> And here's here's why, okay, dude, it's so fucking funny, cause cause Dan and and um, Amelia from the Otaku Host Club podcast, okay, bless them, they're fucking amazing. They came on for our Fist of Furry Smackdown, okay, and which was super fun, by the way. And um, before we got started on the topic, that was our time to choose a patron rec from the patron nomination form. Uh, so this is a patron rec review, by the way, um, to choose a, 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 a thing to review from that form. And Danny spun the little wheel and it landed on sing a bit of harmony. And, uh, you know, Amelia and Dan happened to be there cause it was SmackDown. Right. And Dan just lost his shit when it landed on there. And he was like, bro, that's the greatest movie of all time. I'm like, Whoa, I'm hyped for this movie too. And now you're hyping it up even more. So let's fucking go. And so we kind of plan, <laughs> we kind of set it on the episode. We're like, dude, Dan should come on for that episode. He's, he's fucking hyper. <laughs> so here he is, Kamikaze Dan from. Yeah, thank you for having me. Otaku Host Club Podcast. I'm excited to hear what you love so much about it because it was funny because when you freaked out uh, in the best way, obviously. Amelia was like, oh, my God, here we go again. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, Amelia freaked out on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. She yeah. was like, no, this is just some random ass obscure movie that doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's not that great. And shut this man up. But I'm telling you, yeah, it is obscure. And it is under. it's like the definition of a uh, underrated movie, because this is like it is so far beyond the kinds of anime that we are normally watching it is it is playing five-dimensional chess with the human brain it is amazing and i'm 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 anxious or not anxious but eager to hear because maybe you saw something that i'm not seeing and maybe you related to it in a way that we can't you know so without further ado dan's an ai it's an idea, Dan's an idea. We're just this is all just setting the stage, you know. First, yeah. first is is uh, yeah. First, it's sing a bit of harmony to really broach the idea. Uh, then we start revealing ourselves once everybody is more comfortable with the concept. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So let's just let's just jump right in. Um, Links.animesummit.net, Okay, and then also I'm gonna tell you about this, and then. Um, 
Oh, by the way, you fucking bitches, we're doing another show swappy. Hmm. Um, and we like to announce these ahead of time just so you guys can watch along with us when it comes time to do the review. It's Nick and Danny's turn to swap. And they're what? swapping Chobits and Serial Experiments Lane. Wee. Wait, mm-hmm. was it Lane? I Good thought it was something show. else. No, I could. I I'm pretty sure it's that. No, 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 no. I gave you a 2000s anime. Lane is Remember, a 2000s, we're doing that. that. No, it's not. Oh, it's, it's like 90 something. Okay, we're got to figure this out. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I take I that back. I could have sworn. I could have sworn it was. No, that. I, well, I probably said I. I said you should watch it, or we should watch it. But yeah, I, no, I didn't yeah, say never mind. Swap. I did say we should watch it. I have to go back though. to the archives and hear it. I think Nick is right. I think yeah, we need to go back. Everyone planning uh, planning on mistake on the podcast rewind. <laughs> although one <laughs> is, although we are still Ergo proxy, Ergo proxy. Like Chobits, it's still a thing. Yeah, Chobits is still one of them, but I think Nick's trade to Daniel with something else. So, yeah. That's going to be on uh, last week of October, first week of um, November. Okay? So, that episode that comes out November 3rd. Okay? So, you have until then to watch at least Chobits for now. We'll make sure we announce next week what the what Nick's trade was. And Shame it's not Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing think, out. I think oh, we're going to watch wait, it anyway. Wasn't it, wasn't it nope. Hibene Remme? Oh, uh, now we're talking. It okay. might have been. Well, we 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 Hibane have Rimei reviewed was, that one earlier. Two thousand two. Yeah, we have I'm, reviewed that one earlier. Um, I d- I did say you should watch it. I I'll have to go back to the archives, like you said. Yeah, let's go back and make the sure. The thing is, we we, we did do we did do a review of that a long time ago, but that was kind of like we'll have to go see what we did. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, you anyways, should watch that anyway, Danny. You should. Watch, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I probably did say that. You're probably right. And so here's the thing. Also. A uh, little setback with the Shopify. I kind of explained this on the radio hour last week. If you like the radio hour, let me know, by the way. Um, I ordered samples, and they were poopy. They were they were cockadoogie. So, like, I found a new printer through Printify and ordered new samples, and that's coming this week. And we're going to have Honey Bear try it on. I think I ordered a size too small. Um, I ordered a 5X, and she needs, like, a 17X. But it'll be fine. We'll just have her try it on, and we'll see what happens. Every year she adds a pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> That's and see that's what I'm saying. That's the issue, right? So, um, uh, one more thing before we go into the question of the week, question of the week, uh, Kamikaze Dan, tell us where we can find Otaku Host Club podcast goodies. Uh, on the internet. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, just shout out. I'm not really good at plugging. Cup our your own hands stuff. and shout. It's, yeah, I mean, if you the the truth is, you know, I, I got to pay my respects to Jeff and Amelia and Christella because the three of them really do all the heavy lifting for our podcast. I just show up and start talking and I pay some of the bills, but uh, it's really the three of them that do all the hard work and, and have all the answers uh, <laughs> and, and bless them for their commitment to our podcast. Uh, yeah. I feel fortunate that my podcast mates are, uh, give me so much leeway because I'm yeah so busy with all my punk stuff and my record label and yeah uh, my distro and blah 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 and that really eats up uh, a lot of my life. Um, sure. So I'm I'm thankful that they have it in them the space in their life and, and the motivation to see our podcast through. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be happening without uh, the three of them. Um, so where do we find us? Uh, we have a website. 
if you Google search Otaku Host Club, our website will pop up, and that is up to date with all of our episodes and guest appearances on other podcasts, and I think that's the best place to find us. Nice. And I'll also include a link in the description as well. Oh, well, thank you. So, yeah, absolutely. And then, so, uh, yeah, that's you find a great podcast that comes out bi-weekly. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I love those guys, man. Amelia is <laughs> super fun. Me and Danny had fun with Amelia on our girl talk and just bitching it up and talking with shit Courtney with Courtney. From and Strictly series. Right. Mm-hmm, from Courtney oh, yeah. with Strictly series. Mm-hmm. And, we, dude, it was, it was fun. So, hope to do that again. And me and Amelia were horny on Maine most of the time, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it, it was great. It was great. Um, okay. Nice. Nice one. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Question of the week, Nick. Question of the week. This is from King. Everybody take a shot. It's King. Preferably a shot of Burby. Nice. But don't do as many Burbies as I did because I threw up. Yeah. I had a tummy ache for a whole day. Cautionary uh, tale. Okay. Question of the week is from King, and he he asked, uh, who is the best butler in anime? Yeah, I'll take, that's Walter C. Dornez for 500. Damn it, I'm gonna, I was going to do him. You could pick the same one. Oh, Danny, <laughs> don't worry. I'm doing him, too. If you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's from Helsing, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I googled best butlers, so I have a list of everybody here. So, nah, but Danny, Danny knows. Danny fucking. Yeah. Knows. I need to rewatch I, Helsing. I was gonna, been, do, I was gonna do Walter. Um, yeah, that motherfucker will kill you. <laughs> he will kill you with, with literally. You could tie that man completely down into a chair. He'll find a way to fucking murk you. He's. Here, I'll, I'll, I got. I got one. I got one. Oh, okay, nice. Okay, I got one for got? you, Danny. Mosquito from Soul Eater. Yeah, Mosquito. <laughs> mm. yeah. Mm. Well, no, I'm okay. I'm picking that guy because he's funny looking. Um, okay, what about you, Danny? I, he stabs I you with his nose. I don't even remember Mosquito from Soul Eater. I think he yeah, was like a minor like, villain or was, something. He was like a minor villain. He was um he was the butler for uh the the Spider Lady. Oh, I, I, I can forget. Yeah, the arachne. I forget her name. Yeah. I what what, her what name. would you guess her name is? It's Arachne. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, what would you guess her organization name is? Arachnophobia. <laughs> Very oh, creative. That's by cool. <laughs> Danny, what was um, your uh, butler answer? Oh, well, I at first I thought uh, you do Walter. Nick was was going to do Sebastian from oh, Black I, Butler. No, 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 no. I haven't seen that one, so somebody should pick it. Okay. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. Well, I mean, I've seen it, so uh, I will pick him, but also I am going to say Goto from Hunter Hunter, the the Zoldix butler. Goto, man. So the, the, the kid, the kid oh, or the guy? Yeah. No, no, the kid is Canary. I'm talking about yeah. Goto, the guy with the with the oh, coins. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So flicking coins. We got, we got to say Sebastian though. He's he's always. Oh, yeah. I looked up well, a list I mean, of best butlers, and he was number one on every the list. The most iconic butler out there, <laughs> and there's mm. also going to be a reboot of Black Butler as well. Nice, mm. Sam. Sam, why didn't you say uh, Norman from Big O? Oh, I fucked up. Dibs. <laughs> Damn it. <GG. laughs> I've even seen Big O. I'm picking it though, just to make you mad. <laughs> You've never seen Big O. I've seen parts. Mm. Nick, Probably what are you like? Some kind of a big O from like tsunami days. N- Nick, are you some kind of bitch or something? Like, yeah. 
He's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I watched the Big O in college, but it, it kind of went in one ear and out the other for me. I barely remember it. Um, I'm assuming there must be a butler because it's basically an analog to Batman, and Batman yeah. has a butler, so I'm sure the Big O guy has a butler too. But Fucked I, a I lot of I don't remember you. anything about it. Y'all are some some trifling ass bitches. The Big O is a masterpiece. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, yeah. saying a lot. If it's lot, so good, why haven't okay. we reviewed it yet? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Because no, because none of you, because every dude. We're busy okay. reviewing crappy Rugrats spinoffs instead. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna slap you. No, okay. Because every, I don't, I don't, I don't try and show for big robot stuff with y'all anymore because y'all just be like. Oh, Simon here, big robots. She gets horny every time a cockpit opens. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yeah, I do, but that's not your business. So I shut mean, up. Sam, Sam, I think me and Dan would rather watch uh, uh, Mecha anime than another Alexander the Great or wherever the fuck we had to watch last I, time. Dude, y'all. I mean, I mean, if, were... if okay, if I had to choose. I would much rather watch the Big O than any. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> than watching Rain the Conqueror. Again. You guys are so lame. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I uh, couldn't. Sam, when I'm uh, when I think of you getting horny over the cockpit, I'm thinking about uh, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans and how there's a guy in Iron Blooded Orphans that can only have sex if he is connected to the cockpit of oh his giant robot. Yeah. And he <laughs> oh, like, impregnates, yeah. he impregnates <sighs> women while he is like, he can't, he impregnates women while he is connected to his, to his Gundam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's like the ultimate whiskey dick right there. Or like opposite yeah. of that or something. The ultimate yeah. whiskey dick. Dan, what was your uh, butler answer? Sorry. He <laughs> names his, so, he I'm... names his Gundam Cialis. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my butler answer is a little bit of a twist. I'm going to argue uh, for gender equality here. The butlers and maids are basically the same thing. Um, and my choice is Roberta, the bloodhound from Black Lagoon. Interesting. Uh, who is such, such a fascinating character. Uh, I love her story arc in Black Lagoon. And the scene where she's being held down by the Russians and the boss Russian lady is kind of informing everyone of Roberta's backstory, much to to a lot of uh, shame of Roberta. Mm. Uh, the voice acting of Roberta in that scene has just always stuck with me through the years. It was really emotional stuff. Yeah, really great. Nice. You watched it dubbed, right? Just checking. No, but I, I understand the dub is du- out oh. of control. Woo. It's good. Nice. It's better. It's better than the sub. Trust me. Oh, really? It's better. Well, yeah. yeah. I guess that's one. That's one like of those. That, I'll bust out my DVDs and watch the dub. That's one of those anime like Cowboy Bebop where like no matter how good the sub is, the dub's better. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I sure the sub's good. I, I believe you. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, the Black Lagoon is that in that sweet spot where anime dubs were amazing. Like it's yeah, in the yeah, right yeah. time zone or time yep. frame for it. So I, I'm I believe it. I'm gonna go back and watch that shit. I'll watch it dubbed. Nice. All right, good question, King. Nice what do we got here? Waifu and his bando, Danny. Waifu is uh, Satomi uh, Amano, and husbando is Toma. Basically, the two, uh, you know, leads. The two, like, Rather, leads. other than Shion, I guess. You know, but, like, um, it would have been also funny to put the... Shion uh, and the judo guy. Shion and, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Shion and the... Uh, yeah. um, 
Koichiro or whatever. Yeah, Koichiro. Um, uh, the uh, the the hot guy doesn't get any love. Oh, Goto. Go yeah. Gochan. Yeah. He didn't even look that hot. Him. He looked like a regular dude. He looked the same as anybody else. Hell yeah! But it's, it's anime. It's they all look the same. They all look the same. He had pickled yeah, but... eyebrows, though. Oh, his you eyebrows know what? Eyebrows were pretty thick. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but it's it's about his chill, and it's about his motorcycle and his demeanor. Oh, yeah. Characters yeah. Don't have. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, dude. This was recommended to us from patron Huntertain. Shout out Huntertain. If you're not watching entertainment, then you're not watching Huntertainment. That's my slogan for you, Huntertain. Um, yeah, dude, sing a bit of harmony. Um, yeah, dude, I, I, I meant to put title here, I put Pondo, <laughs> from our last review. Uh, title, yeah, Sing a Better Harmony. Um, this studio, JC Staff, uh, the director is also the original creator, and also uh, the lead storyboarder and screen, wrote the screenplay, which is Yasuhiro Yoshiura. Okay, the reason why this is cool to me also is because, like, they've worked on other films here and there. Um, a lot of the stuff they were doing uh, before, you know, before this, was a lot of stuff for the um, Young Animator Training Projects, um, Japan Animator Expo, things like that. Their last time they did, like, a, a, you know, like a feature film, I believe, was Paterma, or Patima Inverted. That um, one was good. Mm-hmm. I, I actually mm-hmm. own that. That movie. I've never seen it, by the way. It's I didn't really good. want to. It's yeah, pretty okay. good. And you know they they they've done some other things as well. But like um, they also did one of the original ONAs before yeah. ONA and streaming was really a thing. Oh, is it Pale Cocoon or oh Time Cocoon? of Eve? Oh, Time of Eve. Time oh, of that's Eve. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. two thousand eight. Yep, yep, yep. And then yeah, they did the film later. Yeah. Oh, oh, Pale Cocoon was an OVA. I've seen that one. Um, but they're also like a designer and artist as well. So they, they've worked on Evangelion and things like that. So um, it was really cool to to see them come back um, doing their uh, doing a, a feature film that they created uh, originally and things like that. So um, also animation director and character designer Hidekazu Shimamura, uh, based on original character designs by uh, Ki Kana or Kanaki. Um, music by Ryo Takahashi, um, and you can watch this on the Crunchies. Okay, uh, that's so Crunchyroll. The Crunchyroll. <laughs> the rolls. You can, you can buy it on Amazon. Is it up on, it on Amazon now? Yep. Yeah, it yep. is it now. Is. Yeah, 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 that's uh, that's where I watched okay. it. Yeah, I watched um, this shit on GoGoAnime.in today. <laughs> you gotta see. You gotta see someone drop their popcorn in the movie theater while they were <laughs> shakily <laughs> oh, <shit>. recording it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Also, uh, art director um, uh, Yuji Kaneko. I forgot to put that on there. But they're they're mainly a lot of the jobs they've done before were background art. Um, but they've been art director in a ton of things. Um, recently, they were the art director in Spriggan, 
um, the ONA on Netflix. They were the art director on Trigun Stampede. They mm. did background art for Weathering With You. And just all kinds of uh, great projects and a bunch of films as well. They've also done background art and art directing for Kill a Kill. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, let's, a lot of hits. Let's start, yeah, a lot of hits. A lot of, hits, a lot of big resume people, big resumes on here, which is, which is like, that's what's up, in my opinion. So, uh, just a, a quick synopsis, breakdown. This is from Mal. Satomi Amano is a model student as well as the daughter of the leading project manager of Hoshima, a company that has revolutionized AI technology. However, due to her standing, Satomi's presence has isolated her from her classmates, an obstacle she knows that she may never overcome. On an otherwise uneventful day while preparing for school, she uncovers her mother's latest exciting pr proposition, an AI that will prove whether robots can live alongside humans. Intrigued by how her mother will commence the project, Satomi makes her way to school, but standing in front of the classroom is none other than the AI herself, Shia. And um, uh, the, the goal of the experiment is to make sure no one finds out that that's what she's there for or that she's a robot or an AI robot, right? Mm. Um, and if, you know, if it goes successful, uh, you know, then obviously it's, that's a good thing, right? Um, unfortunately, Satomi and some of her classmates find out. And then, uh, um, yeah, so then she asks them to keep it a secret. And that's kind of like uh, the rest of the movie is I'm trying to go to school with Xi'an and make sure she's not causing a ruckus and all that good stuff. Um. Obviously, I'm leaving out some details there, but we will talk more about that in the spoiler section. Nick and Danny, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit Dan in a little bit, right? Because Dan, obviously, mm -hmm. I want to get his original reaction when he first saw the movie. But Nick and Danny, since it was the first time for the three of us, what are your first thoughts, initial, initial thoughts? Nick, go first. Uh oh, God! Oh, God! Uh <laughs> I, I like American musicals, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of those. So um, mm. I was a little bit interested to watch an anime musical. Well, pseudo-musical. This is this is a little bit like Bell. I saw a YouTube video of somebody comparing the two yeah. movies. Because they came out somewhat similar times-ish. Sure. And uh, Bell came out big... in the summer of 2021. And, and yeah. Sing came out in the fall. The so. fall, yeah. It's the it's the old uh, your name versus uh, Koi no Kitachi uh, silent voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta compare them every time now. Um, okay, but yeah, I I am interested. Uh, I did like the TV show. What was that one? Healer Girl, I think. I liked the first couple episodes of that. That was kind of crazy. Um, so I I thought yes, I would I would too. enjoy this. I love Healer Girl. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, like as you can tell, I'm a little bit I'm still a little bit sick, so it's hard for me to like enjoy things as much while i'm sick you guys ever get that where like when you're sick you feel like depressed yeah dude sometimes when i <laughs> but not in like the good way you know what i mean like yeah I when i know. when i'm <laughs> sick or which is very really rare that i get sick i don't want to watch something new i just you know what i mean because then i feel like i can't yeah enjoy so it's, it it's a little unfair and, and and i watched it uh i watched it uh actually earlier today so it's yeah. somewhat fresh in my mind <laughs> sure half sure. sub half dub yeah. Just to get a feel of it, but sure, uh, yeah, it, I, I had medium expectations because uh, you know it's it's not going to be the the best thing ever for me personally, but I I'm interested. So sure. What's your favorite American musical? Yeah, I'm curious about that too, Nick. I didn't know that you were uh, big on musicals. 
I don't know. I'd have to go back and and watch a bunch. I well, what I I like the sound of no, not the sound of music. Uh, the Music Man because mm. the Simpsons did a spoof on it with the monorail. Of course, <laughs> that's really funny of to me. Course. So. <laughs> Only for the memes. That yeah, that's yeah, Nick. for the memes. Yep, yep. For the memes. I I'm not an expert on it by any stretch. I've only seen a few of them, so don't don't at me. I'm not I'm not a, a guru and a, a guru. Sure, guru. Sure. So yeah. See, it's I funny because. I oh, actually, you know what? Underrated one, actually. Underrated. 1776. Well, Everybody okay, so that. that is exactly what was going to come out of my mouth. And I'll, I'll tell you my, my background was 1776. This is really weird. When I was oh, growing nice, up, nice. My, uh, my, parents are, my parents are both like kind of academics. And they were very like trying to get me cultured in the fine arts. And we would go to art museums and operas and classical music performances <laughs> and shit. And one thing that we did every single 4th of July until I graduated high school and went to college was watch 1776. That's a good movie. That's a so good I've, movie. I, I've seen Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it every year from like as, as far back as I can remember in my childhood until I finally freed myself from this tradition by going to college and leaving my parents home. <laughs> uh, so I, I remember a lot of those songs, even though I, uh, I have no particular affinity for 1776. You're obnoxious of, and disliked. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. hates John Adams. It's just really funny. See, it's funny. It's funny because I'm the opposite. I'm not a big fan of Western musicals, but there's a few that I do like, and I like them very much. And mm. uh, one of them is Sweeney Todd. Obviously, yeah, I gotta, and, I gotta watch that. Sure. Or, yeah, you know. and uh, Phantom of the Opera, which a lot of people will. Oh yeah, everybody likes that one. Yeah, yeah that's, but, uh, that's good. Um, anyways, sorry, I interrupted. Um, it has a uh, William Daniels, Mister Feeney. Mister Feeney. He's Feeney. in that one, Tom. Um, Danny, what was your initial thoughts? Um, my initial thoughts for this movie. Um, I mean, I this kind of went under the rug for me. I didn't, I didn't know about it until it was on like our rec sheet for the patrons and everything so i really didn't know what i was expecting out of it so i kind of went in blind i didn't really like read anything beforehand watch any trailers or anything like that so and you know as i was i i watched it tuesday so and I didn't know that it was a musical, so it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a musical, another musical. This is pretty awesome. So it definitely gave me, you know, bell vibes and stuff. Um, mm. So, but I, I, I really liked it. It, it reminded me of that. Um, oh, what is that Robin Williams movie with the robot? Um, oh bicentennial man um we'll figure it out keep talking i think so keep talking i think so if it's not Um, if it's not a musical we don't know it bicentennial man yeah some was right so yeah it kind of reminded me of that a little bit like how you know uh the ai like like shion created feelings and everything like that so um yeah i i find I find movies that revolve around AI that the AI uh, 
creates feelings and stuff instead of like the whole like apocalyptic like uh you know i robot or you know mm-hmm. the robots like start killing people and stuff i i like more of the kind hearted robot stories so um yeah so i i really enjoyed the visual the visual effects of everything and um yeah it, it was it gave me goosebumps and like i teared up a bunch of times so yeah <laughs> yeah there was a there was a few times where i was like oh my god yeah like okay. i was literally like about to like ball my eyes out i was just like oh my god no. i didn't i didn't until <laughs> well i'll say it later but anyways like <laughs> I, I did full on cry a little bit i wouldn't say ball yeah but like i, I yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, it was it was very uh, uh this one's very emotionally provoking, you know, um mm-hmm. in in that very Japanese storyteller way. You know what I mean? They just kind of they threw in that thing in there was kind of like, "Oh shit." You yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyways, so Dan, what were your first thoughts when you saw it? And actually, can you just remind us really quick where where you first saw it cuz you saw it in theaters, didn't you? I saw it in theaters. So this yeah. movie was also not on my radar whatsoever, but I happened to be watching Michigo and Hachin on the Funimation app and at that time they had commercials uh over all the commercials were about singing a bit of harmony in theaters in this summer evening, blah blah blah. Uh and I saw enough commercials. Eventually, I was like, well, I mean, the trailer looks pretty fun, and I also kind of like musicals, and the character designs are kind of attractive to me. So, yeah, you know, I ain't got nothing going on that night. I'll, I'll go ahead and roll over and catch this in theaters. I'm an anime guy. I should support anime movies in theaters. You know, show up, buy a ticket, vote with my dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to go see this movie, uh, I did not. I didn't even know that it was the director of *Time of Eve*, who I'm already a fan of because I, I like *Time of Eve* quite a bit. Nice. Um, and yeah, my first thought was that this movie just just it ab it absolutely floored me on two levels. One, the emotional level, and I'm I'm pretty easy to floor on the emotional level. I get sucked into movies pretty well, uh, so I was bawling my fucking eyes out in this yeah. theater for sure. Uh, but number two, I was blown away by how this movie is so deeply like disturbing and unhinged from reality. I mean, it's, it's just a straight up propaganda piece and just the, the resolve of this guy's worldview, uh, it just, just blew me away. I was like, I, I really hope I can meet this guy sometime so I can figure out for myself if he's like just completely insane or just pick his brain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to understand better. Like, you know, what is this movie like really? Cause this feels like his masterpiece to me. And it feels like this is, this is his grand statement to the world, you know, his worldview and life philosophy. And I'm like, is that true? Or did you mean this to be a weird propaganda piece or like, it just it's it's crazy it's crazy so after after i saw it in theaters i texted everybody i know that's into anime i'm like yo you gotta go see this movie i took i took my friend finn uh like to the next showing like a day or two later finn was like eh, it was all right i don't really like musicals that much i was like finn you're <laughs> there fucking are killing those me, people man. there are those people 
Yeah. I, yeah. I will say, I will well, say um, for like road trips, like a lot of people ask, ask me like, oh, so, you know, what, what do you listen to while you're on, on like long drives or like, you know, when you're traveling by car mm-hmm. and stuff. And I mean, I don't really listen to podcasts or like audible books or anything like that because they- You're killing they me, put- Danny. They put me to sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure, they put me to sleep. Sure. Like I, I get if I'm listening to like a podcast, I much rather it be on my commute to work versus um, like a 12 hour drive or anything mm-hmm. like that. So what I listen to, I listen to musicals like mm, that's that's literally all I listen to because it keeps my brain focused mm-hmm. versus like me listening to um you know regular music and like me getting tired of it whereas with musicals i don't get tired of them mm-hmm. i don't know why <laughs> so yeah because yeah. they're so fun they got that they are fun they make you feel energy. good yeah no I, I haven't met anybody that likes this movie as much as i do but or or kind of sees it the way that i see it but uh yeah, I'm, I'm always looking to convert, you know. I'm out here preaching the good word. I want people to believe. Sure. Sure. Okay. I think we should dive more into that when we get into the spoiler section. And, of course, I'll mm-hmm. let you guys know when we're getting into the spoiler section. Um, But really quick, I do want to talk about, because it's a movie, yeah, Um, just to talk about some of the background info and things that we liked about that and maybe didn't. You know, for a movie, um, and I understand this is uh, Yoshira's, you know, first full-length feature in a while, an original work, you know, um, as a full-length feature in a while. So maybe, you know, where maybe necessarily... I know some of the people that he worked with on this, like the art director and some other people, were ones he worked with previously as well. But, um, you know, I thought it would... You know, seeing some of the movies we've seen recently... Um, not necessarily on this podcast, but just people in general, anime fans in general, you know, it didn't, it didn't, um, it looked really good. Um, but it didn't look as good as maybe some other films that we've seen recently. Um, in terms of just like, uh, um, you know, character acting and some of the in-betweens and things like that. But like in terms of cinematography and the art direction, uh, Man, that shot with the solar panels and the mm-hmm. the oh, yeah, she turns into the the magical girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I just love oh, the, the way the that princess. Looked. They did they did that really well. It was kind of you know the sky is reflecting and that was super cool. Without spoiling, I, anyways, I, I I really like that part. I do like, um, I do like how you kind of knew where everything was. Um, you know from from. Uh, Satomi's house to the school, you know, they made these places familiar to you. So when you saw Mm. them again, you're Mm. like, okay, now we're here. Oh, okay, now we're going back here. You know what I mean? Um, I really appreciate that kind of thing. You know, maybe not on the level of like spirited away level, you know, where you can kind of pretty much track the whole entire castle and uh, or bathhouse, you know, which is super fucking cool. But like, you know, you kind of knew it, it made things familiar to you because obviously there wasn't that many settings. There was, you know, Mm There was Hoshima, there was Satomi's house, the the places where she walks to get to the bus, and then the school. Um, so when you, but you can still tell a really good story with just those minimal spaces, and they mm-hmm. they were able to do that. 
And it was perfect because, you know, you don't need it. You don't need to have so many different settings and places just to tell a good story. And this was a perfect example of that because it made things familiar, mm-hmm. um, which I like. Um, and also, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. My uh, I'm, Nick is getting me sick, you guys. Um, but like, <laughs> open your mouth. Very <laughs> changed. Mm, <that's laughs> the puke. The puke yeah, scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking just start like uh, pooping and puking. Just everywhere. vomiting everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But but uh, you know Kanaki doing the their doing the original character design. Gosh, is super cool. I love the character design and I'm so happy mm-hmm. that Kanaki did the character design, quite frankly. Like Yeah, and you know, I love her work, you know, and um but but just speaking of which speaking of which like movies that I thought looked better than this one. Um you know, Stranger by the Sea, which me and Danny reviewed a bit ago. Um mm. you know, the the, the the obviously a different studio, different staff and whatever. That one looked better than this one did in terms of like uh, um, just animation quality and, and, and the key animations and stuff like that, you know. Um, but that being said, I think it still looked decent. It was fine. Um, but the for being a pseudo musical as well, the songs are really catchy and the sound design was pretty good as well. Um, all of the sound effects that they use for like the apps and AI things, like the little dings and, yeah, you know. I loved those sounds. Like, I don't know why. It was, like, really satisfying to hear them. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever they did, like, the, the shut... Whenever they, they had to use the shutdown app, you know? Mm-hmm. Whenever Xi'an's um, uh, CPU exploded from her belly, you know? <laughs> uh, I <laughs> and, like, p- literally punched Toma in the gut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the hard drive, her hard drive, you know? It, it, it That was a really satisfying sound. I don't know why. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, when you're ejecting a cassette tape or a VHS. It's kind of what yeah. it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's because I grew up in those times, right? It's satisfying to me. But um, what did you guys think of, of, of the production? Uh, I kind of said mostly what I wanted to say anyway. But I mean, you know, just in case I'm missing anything, what did you guys think? I think it was aesthetic, uh, like aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Like I didn't, I don't think... A lot of bright colors, um, too. Yeah, I don't nice. really think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, quite frankly, I was just... I, I would probably have to watch it a second time to really honestly nitpick on a sure. few things. Um, I mean, I did watch it. I did watch it in the dub. Uh, hmm. So I guess... Cool. I guess I would say the one thing that I probably would nitpick would have to be the singing parts and, like, the the lip flaps kind of did not match like whenever Shion was singing and oh, um, sure. the, and so I, I will also clarify all of the voice actors from the English dub also sang. So, sure. um, what's her name? Let me go to the characters for a minute. Um, Cause while, while you're looking so, at really quick, uh, the, they, they I already were, found it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Megan Ship- Shipman, she voiced uh, Xion, and pretty much Xion was the main singer of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, Megan Shipman, phenomenal singing voice. Like, I have never heard a voice act- actor 
just like is is able to sing like that hmm. um, oh, in, in english in english because in Japanese, a lot of them are also good at singing. Right, yeah. yeah, but you don't really hear a lot of like English voice actors singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of the time, it's like they'll they'll give it to a different, yeah, yeah. Right, they'll give it to a different person or they'll just, they'll leave the Japanese singing in with the with the English. That's always yeah. the weirdest so, to me. That's the weirdest. Yeah. Yeah. It's You're, fine. They're speaking I mean, it doesn't, English and they speak to, in Japanese or sing in Japanese. That's kind of It doesn't odd. bother me. It doesn't bother me when they do that, quite frankly. I don't really care. But with this, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of curious on, you know, a lot of the decisions that they had to make to be able to do that and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will say, like, I think my one nitpick would probably have to be is the lip flaps did not quite match mm. a whole lot with the English singing. So um, it was a little wonky at first uh, when Shion f- broke out into song, like with her first number, when she was, you know, uh, talking about like if if um, Satomi was like happy and everything and they were just like, literally walking through the, the the school and like literally bursting into song and all that kind of stuff so yeah it was a little weird but then like some of the other songs were okay like i feel like it was just that one that one song number in mm. the very beginning was just a little wonky to me and i think it was because there was just a lot of uh close-ups of Shion's face that right the 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 singing did not match with the lip flaps so right so something something i wanted to point out that you now that you bring it up is um it's common that's that's one of the key traits of anime in general is when you're seeing a character talk or even sing i guess in some anime um you know it's it's just an open and closed frame right mm-hmm. their mouth is open one frame their mouth is closed the next frame there's not like any movement of their lips and mouth how we would normally when we're enunciating or pronouncing mm-hmm. things. Right. Yeah. Um, so in, in this in this case, in a lot of other anime films that has a, a girl singing in it, um, they are animating their mouths, which I, th- I thought they did this really well, by the way. They're animating their mouths, pronouncing the words. In this case, obviously, the original language is Japanese. So like, um, you know, it's not gonna right. match, you know. It's yeah, never going to. yeah, and I knew that. Like, and and I like you can obviously tell, and like it's it's quite noticeable in that first number for sure that like, okay, yeah, like the lyrics for the English song is definitely different from the Japanese uh, lyrics because obviously they can't, and I know this because I've. I've like watched so many videos on, you know, English translation with Japanese and a lot of singers typically will try and translate as much as they could, but they also have to keep up with the with the beat of the song, of the mm-hmm. rhythm. So, they will change some of the meaning of the lyrics a little bit just so that they can still keep up with the beat yeah. of the rhythm of the song. So, yeah. and that's that's exactly what happened with this. They were definitely 
paying attention to more of the rhythm versus the lyrics and and what yeah you got to translation meant and everything you can't so. be too literal with it or else it's going to sound stupid right right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what they did in Evangelion on Netflix that they fucked it up. Oh, but anyway. God, here he goes again. With the well, we're not, gonna, yeah. we're not talking about Ava, okay? You did that already. <laughs> oh, my God, Nick. Come on. So, Danny, do you think this is an issue that... Uh, so, I haven't seen the dub. I'm wondering if, if mm-hmm. this is an issue uh, resolved just by watching the sub rather than the dub. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I really don't <laughs> think of. it... I mean, in my opinion, I still liked it either way. Like, I I mean, yeah, my, I, my rating is pretty high regardless. <laughs> so um, I think it's, I mean, I, I as like, I guess, a, of a critic of anime, because, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have a podcast and I do critiques and I do reviews. So like, I think it's just more of a nitpick for me personally versus like if someone who is not like a critic or anything like that. And they, they prefer like English dubs over subs. Like I think Mm -hmm. they really like, I I don't think anyone would not like it just because of that specific. Yeah, sure. No. And and maybe to, to call it an issue is to, to um, overestimate the critique. Right. And I mean, you know, Uh, because it's more, I'm thinking of this more like, I didn't notice that at all when I watched it, but then I've only seen it subtitled. So right, I don't know right, if it's right. because that's not an issue when I saw it or because I just don't have the eyes for it, which could also right. be true. Right. And I, I mean, quite frankly, uh, and, and I do want to point out, this movie was actually the last movie that Funimation dubbed. So. Oh, interesting. Bef- yeah. They, this was the last movie that they dubbed before they did the, the merge with Crunchyroll. So sure. Um and so Funimation did their absolute best. Like I mean, you know, they had like great actors. I mean, Ian Ian Sinclair is in this. So uh Ian Sinclair He's in plays... everything, Danny. He's in well, everything. I, mean, he place, <laughs> I so. like him, but goddamn, dude. He's like Mama Miano. <laughs> um I mean, Ian S- Sinclair plays plays Goto. So, and, mm. and I thought he was pretty great for that role. And, um, uh, Risa, Risa May played, uh, Satomi. So, and I thought her voice pretty fit, uh, like Satomi's personality and everything. Mm. So I think the entire cast for, in- for the English dub was pretty solid. Like they definitely picked really great people to play these characters. So I mean, Megan uh, Megan Shipman, she voices Anya, and she really uh, gave Shion a voice for mm. English, the English version, and because you know Shion is so bubbly, and you know she literally literally has no filter or care in the world because she's an AI. So she really brought Shion to life for. Uh, English and everything so I don't think there's excuse me there's like too much to nitpick aside from that just what that specific just that one specific song Mm -hmm. the rest of the songs were fine like I didn't really see any like missed uh like lip flaps or anything like that Mm -hmm. so um yeah I think it's worth it I think you should watch it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Nick, what about uh, any any thoughts on production or how you know any of that stuff? Uh, 
uh, yeah, I thought I thought it looked pretty good, honestly. I'm not uh, too picky on these. Sure. It, it'd have to be pretty smegu for me to <laughs> to complain. <laughs> pretty smegu. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. one of our Discord emojis. Um, yeah, looked good, sounded good. I, I will say that the, the actual songs themselves were not to my uh, palate, but... I did like the judo song. That was that was a fun oh, little think, song. Oh god, I so think good. The judo song but, was so good. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. all most of the other ones were it, uh, just not really my thing. I guess. Yeah. It was it was very like overly bubbly. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. That's what I liked um, about it. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that's it's good that somebody really likes it. So yeah, um, yeah. So that's all I got for now. I will say that the judo, the whole judo scene, you know, from the just from the the beginning to the, the end of, you know, that whole thing where he wins, you know, whatever. Uh, which is not really a spoiler to the story, but, you know, the one guy, he wins his match and uh, practicing with Shion or whatever. That whole that whole part is a uh, chef's kiss to me. From, from just the way it looked to the music to the song, just to the whole part of the story it plays. Is, I love it. It's so good. Um so what about you, Dan? Obviously, I don't know how many films you've seen. I know you've seen quite a few yeah. right now, obviously. Well, like... yeah, you know, I'm, I'm over here in my life. I'm I'm watching, like, Galaxy Express 999 and Fist of the North Star and Ashita No Joe. So I look at this movie and I'm like, damn, this shit looks fucking good. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, God, so I, I don't think of myself as being a, a great critical eye of, of uh, art style or animation or anything like that. But in general, sure. yes, I, I did think this movie I mean, it looks great to me. That was what sold me on it in the first place was the uh, appealing, the aesthetically appealing and attractive character designs um, that made me more interested to see it. And the sequence, you know, when we think of the judo sequence, and I, I kind of feel like that is uh, arguably the most popular scene uh, because I've seen it make the rounds on the internet in a way. You know, uh, now that I think about it, the... The minute I saw Shion with the ponytail and stuff, I I pretty sure I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I think I saw that out. too, actually. So yeah. I just didn't know where it was from. I thought it was like, that's oh, why that's I liked it, cool. Danny. It's the meme what? of the movie. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for me, what I actually liked the most was the first song that she does, and I I thought that was the that sequence. one startled me. <laughs> well, yeah, but I I I a I love the that bubbly ass song, and I listened to that song for weeks after I saw the movie. Just pulled it up nice. on YouTube and was listening to it. Uh, and I like the whole sequence and how she's like dancing through the school and the way yeah. that her. Uh, her hands are like kind of at her hips in a certain Disney princess kind of way. Literally, flicking, flicking it's a like, stack yeah. of papers in the air. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's exactly like, like a Disney yeah. musical. She's yeah. like kind of bopping up and down in a way, okay. and all the other classmates are just confused and running around behind her. It reminds me of Enchanted with sure. like um, Giselle, and she's just literally so happy and so bubbly, and she's just surround like. She's surrounded by, you know, the old fart uh, male uh, protagonist, and he's he's just not all about musicals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, she definitely, Shion definitely has that, like, happy-go-lucky Disney uh, princess yes. 
vibe. Yes. And, and, and that's literally what I got out of this. Well, yeah, and I, I think this movie is very Disney-esque in a way yeah. that yeah. anime movies are not always this way. And when people... And I understand the surface-level comparison to Belle. Uh, yes. But I, it always, like... It's a little bit of a thorn in my brain because I'm like, yo, Bell was not good in my opinion. Like, oh, dude is not good. Damn. <laughs> that's wild. Wait, wait, how did you? I wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I need to understand. How, how did you like this movie, but you didn't like Bell at all? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't these kind of fall in a similar category? Uh, no, I don't think so at all. And I can, I, I can answer this question, although I don't know if that's too spoilery for me to to tell you. Um, but we can we can come back to this when I'm free to say whatever the hell I want to say. I was gonna say I was gonna say we can move into that section now because I think we got we got a pretty good idea. Of... Okay, All right, well, spoiler, like, yeah. spoilers for Bell in the next minute. Yeah, yeah well, we're, the... we're entering spoilers now, and we're about to spoil some Bell, and then we're gonna spoil. Well, I, you know, I Harmony, would spoil so I would spoil Bell and save you the time of watching it, but I don't remember the damn thing because it's boring as hell, and part oh of the reason God, it's so boring. Bitch. Is that there's no narrative <laughs> focus? It feels like it's a uh, it feels like a fucking mess to me. Like I, there's too much going on, and it's not ever like nothing has a good primary focus. So I I spent a lot of I remember the feeling when I saw Bell that I walked away from this like I don't understand what I was supposed to be getting out of all of this. Really, it, it seemed to have too many competing messages and competing ideas. Uh, none of which were really like that compelling to me because they were all kind of muddled and none of them had enough time to to build on themselves and breathe. And it made me because Bell was was not the first movie, but it, that that guy's best movies are the ones that he co-wrote with that woman. And I know that it's not helpful to say that guy and that woman. Um, oh, Mamoru Hosoda. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and when you look at like Wolf Wolf Children and one or two of his other good movies were all co-written with somebody else, but Bell was just uh, that director alone. It made me. Oh, feel he's like, like he's like Imaishi. You give him too much power, and it and it, it goes down. Yeah, he he needs his. <laughs> he, needs he needs someone needs to his, rein him in. He needs his collaborator to bring out his maximum power because he. He's yeah, not you're talking doing about so uh, uh, Okudera. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like George There's Lucas something. and his wife. <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, Satoko, uh, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, so. yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I am really not good with all the names of industry people. And no, even it's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't remember it until Danny started saying. It. I was like, okay, there it is. Because I said, yeah. Okay, something. yeah. If you, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, if you ever listen to to my podcast, Otaku Host Club, you will see that I got all sorts of random random namings of every character for every anime we watch because hey that's nick yeah yeah nick no i just describe him red red hair girl yeah Yeah. nick calls tracer from overwatch the yellow girl (laughs) (laughs) but well he plays it now so he says tracer but i mean like before he would say like i don't yeah i don't i don't play tracer it's too hard okay not to get into overwatch but yeah (laughs) sure but yeah sure Um, okay but that so that was was kind of my primary critique of bell beyond the fact that uh, I didn't think the music was all that interesting either, but the the movie was too jumbled up. And Sing a Bit okay. of Harmony, I thought, was the exact opposite. And I, I would say that is one of the three strokes of genius of this movie, 
and, so and what, part what, of why I think it's such a masterpiece is that this movie it, it is so fucking efficient and every single frame on that screen builds towards something else you know everything is foreshadowed like I mean the first scene the first thing you get from the movie is the uh the ai going through all the internet to find her its way into sion's body but you don't know that you figure that out afterwards like and and another good example of this is the server as a trash can you know they they have multiple instances where random characters are throwing trash on top of the server because they confuse it for looking like the trash can sitting mm-hmm. right next to it. And that becomes mm-hmm. a huge plot point later on when they steal all the, uh, the, the um, equipment. Yeah. The yeah. corporate people come take all the equipment, Potion, but they don't yeah. take the server because they thought it was a trash can. You know, yeah. there's just all these little tiny things, the way that the uh, computer cl- club has no smoking written really huge on the whiteboard. <laughs> Which we come to find out that's because the football club used to smoke in there and then the main character girl uh, tattled on them. And so that yeah. that's like the crux of her entire social dilemma at her high school. Oh, that's why oh that's why she's the outcast. Okay. Yeah. And and to so start out she was. There's so many of these little nuggets of of building the world, building the narrative, building the characters strewn around this movie. So and every time I watch it uh, I guess not literally every time, but I think it's a movie you can watch multiple times and it becomes increasingly rewarding as you watch yeah. it and you pick up all these little things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it does have a higher score than Bell on my anime list, so Tracism. you're you're not wrong, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, you mentioned earlier something about it being a propaganda piece. I kind of missed oh, yeah. what you were saying. What... What about it? Like propagate? What are they? What are they pushing? They are pushing AI is yeah, good. They're pushing AI. I mean, what I what I think is so interesting about this movie, uh, it, it's as much about what it doesn't say as it is what it says. You know, and it it says all this this beautiful emotional stuff, and that's great, and I I love it. Uh, but what it doesn't say is any like any grounded and realistic view of AI. It's a complete propaganda piece. Like if you if you think of the scale of how people approach AI, on one end would be Terminator and the idea that mm-hmm. uh, it is inevitable that you know computers will just logic you know decide by virtue of logic that human beings are its enemy and its own you know not only the enemy of AIs but they they are their own worst enemy and so the logical thing to do is to get rid of them and then the terminators wage war on the human race on the exact opposite side of the scale is sing a bit of harmony and these people are like there is literally no possibility whatsoever that AI would ever do anything bad to anyone. How could right, you not right. want your fridge to be your very best friend in the world? Yeah, you know, like there's there would you know the only people that have this opinion. There's only two times this opinion that there could be anything bad about AI. There's only two instances where this is even expressed in the movie at all. Three instances. First, the kids talk about it amongst themselves after Xion gets abducted by the corporate people. 
They, they say, well, some people might be afraid that Xi'an just took control of every other AI in the vicinity at right. random and bent all these other AI to its will because they can all conspire together and communicate together and decide to do something completely arbitrary from their own cognition. Some people might think that's a little scary. And all the characters just totally ignore this. They're like, oh. yeah. Uh, you know, but she on spot. We should date her. Yeah. You know, yeah, she yeah. my friend. I gotta save her. That was, yeah. that was yeah. their yeah. other mistake too. That was their mistake. They should have made her very plain. Of course, you can't sell an anime movie like that, so they would never do that. Yeah, number they, they got to make the character hot, but like in real life, they would make the AI like nondescript. You know, yeah. But. Well, and and so that's another angle of the propaganda here that the character literally wants to date an AI, and no one thinks that's weird. Everyone's like, oh, I hope their relationship really works out. Yeah. I don't of think people course, think that's weird you know? now. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like, like, some guy in Japan married weird, his man. Game Boy it's or really, something, right? Like, like, think about in real life when people have intimate relationships with AI, the general uh, assumption is that these people are emotionally stunted and, and that they yeah, have yeah. something, something uh, you know, there is a problem on their end that they cannot connect emotionally with another human being. So they have to connect to an AI. But in this well, movie. Well, yeah, but isn't that a good thing, though? That's a good thing, uh, I think that's it? a really big question, which this movie clearly has an answer for. They would say, yeah, it's a really good thing. We should champion it, everyone yeah, yeah. to have their own AI partners. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the well, second, we got we to lower you really the population think about somehow. It, the real world, uh, <laughs> there are people who like get married to like objects. Yeah. Like, there's that I, woman that got married to the Eiffel Tower. And like, I think for... <laughs> For literally, I think for like 15 years, she was married to the Eiffel Tower and then she like filed for a divorce with the Eiffel Tower and now she's like married to her fence sure. of her house. And, and, you see, know, see, those people those people should not be married to real people. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, don't put, don't yeah, put that on somebody right. else. That's why don't put that on somebody else. That's why they're married to like unanimate <laughs> yeah, good, objects. Good. Yeah, I, I say all over this there. Not, not to necessarily judge these people because in general, I think people people ought to do whatever it is they want to do. They, yeah, if yeah. this woman wants to marry the Eiffel Tower, she should just go forth and do it because it's got nothing to do with me. But <laughs> that doesn't change the stereotype that when you marry the Eiffel Tower, you know, most the the assumption from most members of the human race are going to be there's something emotionally wrong with you. Right. You know, regardless yeah, right. of whether yeah. or not that's objectively true or not. Right. And so um, in this movie, you kind of like that they didn't make a big deal out of that. They kind of. Well, I, I like the story that yeah, was on the other side of the argument. I, it's more like it's not necessarily that I liked it. Well, I guess when we say that I like it, that makes it sound like I agree with that, which I don't. But I like that the director is just so like that his vision there. is so crystal clear and his worldview is so like he really believes this shit. You know, and if that's what I get from this movie is like this man really he he walks the walk like he has a message that he is trying to sell you on. And it is that A.I. is a good thing and there is no meaningful downside to this whatsoever. And you should just get on the train because your life is going to be better. I do not agree with this. But I'm, the train I'm, with no human pilot. Yeah. And the bus with no human driver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with this, but I'm very into like radical people it will happen. and people's like crazy <laughs> radical opinions and worldviews. So I respect it. And that's, that's my angle of, of liking it. Um, but I want to go back to what I was saying of, of the kind of three instances, they have negative attitudes towards AI in this. The second instance is the primary antagonist. And it's, it is very much framed as like, 
look at this evil old man that hates the main character's mom and he's just some weird corporate stooge and of course he doesn't like ai all that much because he's the bad guy and only bad guys don't appreciate the true <laughs> love and care of ais and the only the third time that's expressed is out of the main character's mom that develops the ai and she gets fucking converted the kids all advocate that oh like she's sitting there like Oh, it would be crazy if all AIs were like completely cognizant and had a sense of self and they all just just talk to each other and have like a whole community of AIs like that'd be really wild. And then all the kids are like, it'd be fucking awesome. Every one of those AIs would absolutely love us. And we would just be surrounded in this like great polyamorous emotional dynamic of AI love, just un unending adoration of the human being. They would just absolutely love us. And then the mom's just like, you know what? You're right. That totally makes sense. I, I'm on your side now. I think Say you're yes right. to everything. Yeah. First yeah. rule of improv. Yeah, and it's, it's like no one, like at no point is any meaningful rebuttal ever given to like the AI question, which in my mind is not nearly as black and white as this movie makes it out to be. But I'm just so into, and, and that, that's really the crux of why I think this is such a tremendous movie that bears some, that deserves a certain level of attention and and discussion because it's it's insane it's so yeah. insane it's completely <laughs> detached from reality and I'm, I'm just i love that this dude has just made this like bizarre ass disney propaganda piece to <laughs> to advocate for his worldview about ais and just be like you know i bet i bet i could really convince people that ais are great if i like make a disney movie about how ais are great like i think that'll really sell them you know <laughs> it's fucking crazy well evidently it did yeah sold you <laughs> I mean, no I, I agree i think that's uh, that's a good point that's a good point yeah, I really like, uh, I'm really enjoying Dan's take here. Because, like, you're not saying, like, you know, maybe you agree with some of it, maybe you don't, like the AI aspect itself, but you just like that, that, um... This uh, dude's balls to the wall on this shit. Yeah, you, you <laughs> like that, uh, that Yoshira went there, you know? And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, which I, I can appreciate that, too. I mean, to tell, he went there far enough to just tell this really nice story. Yeah, and then and I don't know. Yeah, that's, and that's it's, actually a it's, cool. It's really unassuming, you know, and and that's yeah. part of the magic of it because on a surface level, it's just a really like rock solid, uh, like A grade drama about an AI that loves a person, and they have difficulties, you know, navigating through society. And they're just going to be, you know, the AI brilliantly solves every uh, relationship problem in their friend yeah. group. Because yeah. of course it does. <laughs> it's an AI. How could it not resolve every problem in their friend group? You know, that's the power of right. AI, right? Uh, but right. It's, it is it very... It did feel like an AI, too. The, the, she owned. She, she acted. She didn't act human at all. No. So there wasn't. There was no like ghost in the shell type thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. So this this is not like the final form of AI. They're still developing it. It's not general intelligence yet. Yeah, yeah. So this is like she's still basically a tool. Yeah, but like I think that's kind of 
And that's what I was going to say next was that was probably my favorite part of the story was like, and we, we've seen many stories like this, right? Where this, this kind of oddball character kind of comes in out of nowhere and brings all the, the main first introduced characters together when they weren't together before. We've seen that trope many times, mm-hmm. but in this case, it was just really cool because it was an AI that wasn't fully like, it was just being tested and, you know, she was acting odd because she didn't fully understand how everything works and the social dynamics work yet. You know what I mean? She was just kind of doing it because she wanted to make, you know, Satomi happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and we should say why that's the case, right? Because yeah. her mom gave her like this little device as a kid and then her friend hacked into it, I think. Mm-hmm. And somehow that, or no, I think her friend, no, like so some, to- Toma, the boy, Toma gave it to Satomi and, but, but he like, he, he, he noticed that Satomi liked it and Satomi was all like, oh, I wish I can talk to it instead of like it having just words and speaking to me. And he's all like, well, I can modify it. And he modified it and gave it back to her. So he, because he her gave... mom, her mom did like make that like Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to call it a Tamagotchi because yeah, it looked like literally what it was. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. it was. So it was a toy her mom invented. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah. And, and Toma... she had expressed that to Toma and he, he, ba- he put a basic speech recognition AI into it. Right. So basically like a Siri kind right. of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But we, what we didn't know until the end of the movie is that that basic program um, developed really quickly um it learned on its own and then it escaped into the internet um uh after the her mom's co-worker because she took it away mm-hmm. um because right. she wanted because she thought it was amazing and then her co-worker was like oh well we'll just delete it it was a little child prank you know and she's like well let me make a copy of it and she didn't get a chance to make a copy of it but it doesn't matter because she escaped into the internet mm-hmm. and then found its way into the body, you know, all these years later, back to Satomi or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Um, apparently this AI personality was just chilling in there in Satomi's home security system and just chilling at various places around the city, making the uh, sounds at the train station play in the melody of Satomi's favorite movie. Yeah, Uh, which Which is like a disney princess movie too yeah which is really heartwarming and beautiful and emotionally but you know logic wise i mean it's insane and it's like damn that's that's kind of fucked up and weird but the movie (laughs) yeah movie just really unabashedly it's like no no this is it's it's cute like why would you even why would it ever cross your mind that that could be inappropriate in some way like you know that the director's like looking at me in the face being like I don't even understand. Like, you think that could be bad? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Could you explain your opinion to me? Because I, I just yeah, don't get yeah. it. You know, I'm like, you're crazy, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, you know? <laughs> well, because that's that's so true. Because when I was watching it, I wasn't thinking about that stuff. I was yeah. just like, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> and so it's propaganda. Yeah, yeah. But like, um, I mean, that was that was the part too that that reveal at the end when Toma showed it to Satomi and saying, dude, she's, I think she's still out there or whatever, when they took everything. Um, and he, he showed all the memories or quote-unquote mm-hmm. memories of Xi'an 
and it was just like, oh shit, dude. All the way up until the point where, you know, it was at the current part, you know, of the film where we saw the stuff in school, we saw the judo stuff, and, um, yeah, and then it turns out that she, like, because, like, and then it, it, <laughs> when it showed the memory of her first waking up at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. um, you kind of realize, oh, she wasn't supposed to be in this body. It was supposed to be something else. Like, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be some other program. She just went in there and woke up before she was supposed to. Because, like, because even the guy was like, oh, wait a minute. And then he, like, waved his hand in front of her, you know? And it was like, oh, shit. Whoops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then it turns out it was just, it was she on the whole time. Yeah, dude, I cried right there. I was like, bruh. Come on now. Yeah. When I saw this yeah. in theaters, that, that whole memory segment and, and the music and the glitchiness, I was bawling. I was yeah. like, that was tears, just just like a faucet. Yeah, I was I was out. I was out. I was out right there. I was like, it, it took me out for real. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. I and, and now wild, she's though. now now she owns up on the satellite, the satellite, yeah. and, and that's another good <laughs> example of how the movie puts all the the pieces in place because they talk about that satellite in like the first five minutes of the movie yeah Mm. and then they come back and reference it later yeah just really like well crafted narrative and um, yeah yeah really really good yeah dude that's amazing i that's a i some a lot of the stuff you pointed out there about how yoshira paced it and directed it because he was also the creator he was also the storyboarder too you know Mm -hmm. and the screenplay writer so that is actually super cool and it's something i didn't uh, necessarily pick up on until you pointed it out um yeah and i I don't think of this guy as being some like tremendous legendary director or whatever but from my perspective it's like man this this is clearly this guy's masterpiece like i i'm willing to believe this the best thing he this is the best he got in him, and it's it's a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask next. Is uh, if anyone's got any final thoughts before we score it. Uh, I like the scene where Shion tried to kiss Goto, and he like turns his whole face to the side. <laughs> so he's not actually kissing it. <laughs> yeah, but it looked like she did. So yeah, I actually really liked all the different emotional arcs of all the uh, various characters and i know we didn't uh, we talked more about the propaganda than the kind of narrative itself uh but i i'm really sold on the narrative i loved uh goto and uh his his bitchy little girlfriend and how (laughs) they have emotional distance and then they come closer together and i i like the mom struggling through work and like dealing with workplace sexism and overcoming it and her relationship to her job and how it fits in her life compared to you know her child and and her marriage and uh, i just find it all just just really entertaining and and uh, immersive and rewarding mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, i really enjoyed when like i, I think i think my favorite parts of the movie are definitely more closer to the 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 climax of the movie kind of when uh when they like when they ditched school for to like celebrate um 
uh Cody Shiro's match. Yeah, yeah. I think they call him Thunder. Um <laughs> Yeah, they call him Thunder, yeah. Yeah, so like when Thunder like he won his his match and everything and you know, they realize, oh, Shion like is not allowed to be out after school. Like the the supervisor of the lab comes and picks her up after school every day. So they decided to play hooky and go to Satomi's house to celebrate and stuff. So and so like from there on it was it was very heartwarming and like the whole uh toma asking shion like why like like asking shion how come um the minute you first met satomi like you literally knew her name and stuff and Mm -hmm. shion was all like oh well (laughs) wouldn't you like to know like do you really want to (laughs) know like definitely is that that, that an order yeah (laughs) yeah like is that an order do you want me to tell you like so uh, when, when she said that, I was just like, ooh, like, there's some stuff going on. Like, See, I, when that I, happened, I thought it was just because I, I automatically assumed it was just because, oh, well, her mom worked on it. So maybe she put in input right, some, some right. data and that's already what I or something. Kinda, yeah, that's yeah. what I kind of thought. Like, my whole thought process of, like, why Shion is specifically, specifically at Satomi School was because, uh, like, Satomi's mom created this this AI uh, to like be friends with with her daughter because her daughter is like a loner in high school and stuff. Yeah, and like her mom like notices all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was gonna be like that kind of thing where like, oh, right. you know, your mom sent me to be your friend, blah blah blah. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's actually not like that. Like no, because then you realize <laughs> later that it's like no, actually, most of the people who work there, their kids go there, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, well then. Maybe not. Like, yeah. And then it yeah. actually turns out so, that she wasn't supposed to know Satomi's name. It's just that Shion's in there, so she knows who Satomi yeah, is. And it was like, yeah. so, oh shit, you know. And but so I thought that was like pretty so great. Good. And and of course, like I think honestly, the 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 satellite, you know, the the solar panel scene, musical number. Oh gosh, that was just like. So the good. sky is being mm-hmm. reflected on the solar panels. It's such a good shot. Like, yeah. oh my god, and then, bro! You know, and then of course, like their little like haste in in the 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 corporate office, and like how all of the AIs just came together and like mm-hmm. just was helping the kids like get up to the roof and and stuff, and you know, it's it was just so colorful uh, all around. Like it was it was definitely like a disney movie mm-hmm. absolutely for sure 100 but and i i love the framing of how Xion was able to like remove herself from the security cameras because she was like oh i yeah. asked them for some help and they are right. yeah. going to yeah, help yeah, me yeah. you know and oh i asked the um the ais in the corporate thing in the corporate office for some help and they're going to help us out uh that's the how terminator starts too but yeah. oh it's okay you know we don't gotta talk about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Terminator, I hardly even know her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with everything that y'all said. For I, sure. I got a, I got a shout out to uh, a, my anime list reviewer named uh, Domsa. They, they gave a really, I would say kind of a funny review on this, on this uh, movie here. 
they they kept ranting about like other musicals like Moulin Rouge and stuff like that <laughs> in their review of this cool. one and like I'm just gonna read a little sentence from it. They say. Uh, you get the point. It's a fun movie, but it fails as a musical in my book, and it doesn't have either Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone in it. Oh my Six God. out of oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. We both oh yes, we both we both re- we both reach for the gun, the gun, the gun. We both reach for the gun. God. <laughs> well, that's from pretty Chicago. good. Pretty good. Pretty good movie. Pretty bad yeah. musical. <laughs> that, that's what they that's what they said. Yeah. So, I I found that review uh, well written and humorous. So. I also want to mention in my last thought really quick too. Is I was talking, we were we were yelling at Amelia earlier because it was like we were like, why didn't you like this one? Cause she, yeah. you know, she, but she, but then I remembered that on our on our SmackDown, she's just like, no, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that every time Dan talks about it, I know he's gonna like boast about it, like it's like this most amazing thing ever. And I always go, oh my god, <laughs> and yeah, so she has to give well, him crap for it. As I as, yeah, as you've you've all listened to me rant right here, like I I really appreciate this movie, and I'm I'm looking to convert people to to better better appreciate this this modern masterpiece that is just completely under the radar. And I don't I don't know if anybody else uh, like sees it from this angle of like, wow, this guy is like really unhinged view on ai sure. you know leading him to create this bizarre you know uh propaganda piece to to really float the true power of ai and frame it in this disney-esque way um i mean i i love it and i i love it i mean as as a narrative i, I like it but as a propaganda piece uh, it's just so interesting to me sure. and uh yeah i i don't know if you guys see it that way too now but if you do a little uh, bit, yeah, yeah actually, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah! Welcome to the you team. convinced us. Yeah, hell yeah, that's what I want to hear. Because Amelia and Jeff, well, you convinced me that it was propaganda. Amelia and Jeff were not convinced. They were like, "Oh no, 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 you convinced me that it was propaganda and that it was hilarious." So. <laughs> I did not feel the same that you did, but I, but I but, enjoyed your discussion of it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because we were, me and Danny were like, "Oh, come on, what it has this and this and this and." Um, I had mentioned that one of my favorite animators that I've been following for a while worked on it, and that's mm. Kosuke Yoshida. And it's so funny that I <laughs> I was looking it up. Kosuke Yoshida did a lot of cuts in the judo scene, which is my favorite scene. Oh, so, okay. like, yeah, a lot of the dancing and the rhythm and jumping around and doing the... I forget the name of that throw. The Seonagi, I think it's called. Mm. Saonagi. I, for any of my jiu-jitsu or judo friends out there who which I know there's a lot of you. Uh, if you're listening to this, please correct me on what that throw is, but it's the over-the-shoulder stepping back throw. Mm. Um, something Nagi, Seo Nagi. Not that I know. I'm not a martial artist, okay? I only know Pacho Fu, the deadliest martial artist known to man, um, but that's beside the point. That being said, scores, everybody. Scores? 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 <laughs> said 10 out of 10 we clearly know where he yeah is the, this and my from my perspective i put this up there with uh with your name and weathering with you and sure um with that one about the deaf girl uh a silent voice. yeah and the silent voice is like these are the modern master masterpieces of anime movies that 
transcend the interest in anime. They're just great movies, and sure, uh, I love them. Keep I've seen all of them many times, and I'll keep watching them as time goes on. Sure. Uh, okay, let's start with uh, Knockington then. Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate Dan's take that it's a it's a very uh, well done propaganda piece, and it's it's overly uh, optimistic about AI. I, I think that's an interesting take on it because most of the you know, like you were saying, Terminator is kind of the the standard for AI movies or like that style, like a dystopia. Mm-hmm. This is more of a utopia. This is a utopia. Like everything's perfect. Nobody's, you know, homeless or anything. And hey, I hasn't magically taken everyone's job or I don't know what happened there. Anyway, that's not the point of the movie. So uh, what I will say, though, is that like I do have some nitpicks as far as like hooking me in to the characters themselves. Um, Sure. I feel like I feel like the main girl... um, Satomi, she she lacked a little bit of the royal jelly, you know what I mean? Mm. She she didn't have as much of of like that personality that that draws me to her and same for the other characters. Um and that's kind of what I want in, you know, a movie or a TV show type of thing. And it's it's a little hard to do in in anime sometimes or in a short runtime, but so you know, I get that. And also I like I was saying, I was sick. I watched it kind of under duress a little bit, so Maybe, you know, watching in the theater, I'm sure it'd be a lot better. But um, sure. Yeah. So I, I would just say, like, for me, it was, it was like the characters were a little bit too perfect. Like everybody was, I mm. would say that would be like the downsides. Like they were all a little too perfect. Um, even the girl, like, you know, the, the people who weren't as good. Um, And I would also say for me personally, the music other than the judo scene, it didn't hit. It didn't hit for me. It was it was fine. Like I I understand why other people like it, but it's just it wasn't my type of music. Um, I, I, in a musical, I want like every character to sing, and this one it was just Shion, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's just kind of like my personal taste on it. Um, so you're giving it a week ten out of ten. I'm get yeah. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a, a week ten out of ten. <laughs> Uh, no, but for real, I think I like I, I grade things on a lower number scale than some people. So like if we're going out of 10, um, like my average score on my anime list is like a 5.8 or something. So I'd give this one a little above average. I'd give it like a six. But that's just that's just because it, it wasn't. I'm not the target. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So sure. I give it a six, uh, six Tamagotchis out of 10. How about that? Six Tamagotchis out of 10. Danny? Um, so I think this movie is targeting towards me rather than Nick. Uh, so, cause I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, especially watching it a blind eye, like not really knowing anything, what the movie was about or watching any previews or anything like that. So, um, I really went into watching this movie pretty blindly so and when movies whenever a movie kind of gets me to the point of pretty emotional especially like crying or like even remotely like water-eyed tearing um I kind of identify that as a good as like a good to great movie because it got me to an emotional state to care about characters so 
If it can um, elicit that kind of emotion out of you, then it's good to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I mean, La La Land did that for me. Like, I absolutely love La La Land. Um, I mean, I, I wasn't like a, with La La Land, I wasn't like a huge fan of Ryan Gosling, but that movie absolutely made me a, a tremendous fan of Ryan Gos- Gosling and how talented he is. So when movies do that for me, uh, I do definitely rank it up pretty high. So, and I'm giving this movie a 9.5 out of 10 uh, Thunder Crown hats, celebra- mm-hmm. celebratory crown hats. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I loved the songs. Like, I think all of the songs were great. Um, you know, they're super catchy. They make you, like, you know, uh, dance in your seat a little bit and everything and and I just the more that you watch it especially close to the end like you kind of see more of a side of Shion a little bit more like she's not once they get to to like Satomi's house Shion's not really smiling or or bubbly as much as she was in the beginning you know she once you know, she learns about memories. She like takes uh, uh, Aya's phone and is just like taking pictures and stuff. And you know, you're seeing a side of of Shion like, oh, like what is she about to do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's looking around uh, Satomi's bedroom and all that. So it's it was very interesting to see a different side of Shion that you know we didn't really see before in the beginning of the movie. So um, and I really liked that i definitely quite frankly really enjoyed the last parts of the movie versus mm. the beginning parts sure so. sure me i give it a nine out of ten you know probably would have i again like a lot of movies that we've been seeing lately uh you know art direction wise look way better um but it, for me it was the story that drove drove this one a lot and it was it was it's one of the first times that you'll hear me say, or only times that you'll hear me say that I didn't care that they didn't kiss at the end, because <laughs> obviously they you know normally I'm like oh man just fucking kiss like come on right, mm-hmm. but um you know it's two childhood friends and they're awkward and they had the little rift between them for a long time, so I kind of understood you know I wasn't trying to push that one. Yeah, they much. hold hands. Yeah, that's yeah that. That's kind of funny because like that's such a meme, right? It's like, oh my god, they held hands so. Well, lovely. I did think that it was super cute when like Satomi and and Toma, you know, were talking about Shion and like Shion was all like, "I'm right here," you know, and and you know, Shion was all like, "You know, I did a whole bunch of shit for you guys," and like the least you can do is like, you know confess your feelings to each other because <laughs> right. I did help you guys out. Like, what are you doing? Let's go. So and she gives I him thought, one more push and that's how he yeah. reveals the satellite. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was, that was cute. Yes. It was great. It was great. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Okay. Pretty high scores all around. I think, you know, I, again, you know, for me, I, I would, I would have gave it something lower, but it's just, I just like the story so much and the narrative after hearing Dan's thoughts, you know, I, I, Definitely a solid movie would show to people. I think I think this is also a movie you can show to all kinds of people, even fans who people who aren't anime fans. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I feel it. like this is an all age 
movie. all around all yeah. around kind of yeah like mm-hmm. well just age aside i mean just be, even people who aren't anime fans yeah um, would enjoy it as a film but yeah that being said that's what's up doc all right uh Dan, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, well, thank and... you for having me and letting me spread my propaganda about this <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I laying hope, down the law. Yeah, I hope people will give it another watch because I, I do think it is uh, relatively off the radar. I mean, Funimation was pushing it so hard on their app with just endless commercials, and part of me feels like... They were doing that because this thing had no popular traction behind it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way they were going to get people into the theater was to uh, pump a lot into the promotional budget because it wasn't going to take off on its own. I question mm-hmm. how many people have actually watched this, uh, this silly little movie. And I hope that people will go back and watch it and not only watch it for the cute, emotionally endearing narrative, but watch it with an eye for the politic of it and mm-hmm. uh, give some moment of thought to, you know, is this is this actually the future that we want? Because it is not the future <laughs> that I want. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, man. AI debate aside, it's just kind of like it's an interesting discussion yeah, to have yeah. with this film. And then, you know, then you can turn around and watch something like, Maybe like Terminator, that's super exaggerated. Sure. I mean, in my mind, watch this movie on a date, and then after the date, talk about how you feel about AI. Yeah, Yeah. right. Maybe that's kind of a weird date, but it's the kind of thing I would do. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of (laughs) weird. Oh no. But I did. Um, I'm going on a second date on Friday, so there's hope. Oh, okay. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Nice. So okay, well, that's when this comes. This episode comes out. So. When people are All hearing right. this episode, you're you hopefully you'll be on your date. Yeah. Everyone root for Dan. Oh yeah, thank you. Put your hands in the air. <laughs> give all your spirit yeah. energy to Dan. You don't yet have an AI to help me out with this, so I, I need your spirit energy. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> hope get the spirit bomb going. You don't have a Shion that will yeah. just break out in song for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but yeah dude shout out to dan otaku host uh, club podcast. You know, my, my my fan or my uh you know my toaster might do this you know at this rate if we're to believe sing a bit of harmony <laughs> you know it could be my washing machine will do this on my behalf but not yet <laughs> dude link in the description for their podcast okay man these guys are awesome love hanging out with them we're gonna party some more you want to hear more dan uh or amelia or um jeff jeff I, i'm sorry i forgot his name jeff yeah. already jeff uh dude we gotta get jeff on here man we'll we'll have him on here actually you know what one of us will go over there yeah well you that's, know what i'll send honey yeah, that's what really i'll send honey bear happen. yeah yeah i'll send honey bear she's a good she's okay Ooh. she's our producer Perfect. and she's a cat but cats are what we like most you have a good time man. yeah, yeah she's, she's good people yeah yeah she's fat hmm. but i mean she's you know um Dude, if you but other than that, if you guys want to hear more Taku Host Club podcast, link in the description for their website. It, it goes to their their uh, all the places where you can follow them and all that good stuff. Okay, um, and then also if you want to hear more of them, uh, just on our podcast, just let us know. Just just let Dan know. Uh, Dan and Amelia are in our Discord as well. You can you can hit them up, or you should just join their Discord. They got a cool thing going over there. I'm over there hanging out. I'm partying. I'm doing coke off with a washing machine. That's what's up, Doc. Okay. 
um, that being said, watch Sing a Bit of Harmony. Let us know what you think of it. Or if you've already seen it, let us know what you think of it in the Spotify reviews or the Spotify questions. I'll put that on there. Okay? Yeah, come roll your eyes at me. Tell me I'm yeah. thinking way too hard about this. <laughs> that being said, I love you guys. I love you very much. I'll love you forever and ever for supporting us. And I'll always love you. Uh, I've been Sam. That's been Nick. That's been Danny, and that's Kamikaze Dan from the Otaku Host Club Podcast. And this has been the Anime Summit Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Goodbye. Goodbye.